0: Welcome to Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. I am getting to finish the final chapter of God is Enthralled by Your Beauty, which was a book I started writing in 2004, and it was finally released in 2007. Again, the book is titled God is Enthralled by Your Beauty, Finally Looking into the Mirror, and seeing what God sees. Today, I am going to be reading from chapter 7. Again, it is the final chapter titled, The Freedom Fighter. Now, imagine for a moment, you're on the beach. You can hear the waves and the sound effects of the wind. If you're wearing pants, roll them up and walk towards the beach. Sit down and let your toes dig into the wet sand. Listen to the sounds of the seagulls off to the distance. Are your senses mesmerized by the symphony of the wind and waves as they crash together and become one? It may be the most beautiful symphonic arrangement to your ears. Just stand there and let the vastness of the ocean and the breeze of the wind caress your face and hair as the tide comes in so smoothly and brushes up against your feet and above your ankles. Slowly inhale that beautiful, fresh ocean air. Now slowly exhale. Open your eyes and look into the horizon. Look to the left and now to the right. There seems to be no end to the splendid ocean as it seems to go on for eternity. Awake, my sister. God's love is more vast than all the grains of sand in the entire world. Ponder this thought for a moment. You are on the beach looking out to the horizon, that one area where you are standing look to your right now look to your left now look straight ahead you cannot see the end of the ocean it keeps going even beyond what your eyes can see wow now listen to the rhythm of the waves crashing in listen to that ongoing sound the sound of power now imagine your head upon God's almighty chest And that sound of the rhythm of the waves is as his awesome heartbeat. Oh, daughter, he wants you to know his love is more than enough. More than your parents' love, your husband's love, your children's love, your friend's love, all put together does not come close to God's enthralling love for you. His capacity to love is so great for this is who he is. God is love. Obviously, we will never understand the vastness of who He is, but let us consider a few amazing characteristics of God. Well, most of us have been taught according to the Word that He is the Great I Am. He is all-sufficient. He is the Redeemer. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He is our provider. He is more than enough. He is the commander of the heavenly armies. He reigns in victory. He is love. He is the beginning and the end. He made all things, and for Him they were made. He is our strong tower. He is our refuge he is our Redeemer he is the many words to give descriptions of the adoration of who he is is definitely eternal the amazing truth is that these describe only a glimpse of who he is these descriptive active words are not cliches that we oftentimes use so loosely these words reflect the attempting power of letters forming words to collaborate such emphasis to worship him vocabulary itself cannot contain such massive power in this massive power he imparts who he is and that is freedom revealed because of truth God has so freely and lavishly given us freedom. He has given us the keys to see ourselves through his loving, beautiful, merciful eyes. He has given us the ability to run from the lies with his powerful grace as we run with great humbleness to him, the truth. In humbleness, we will find that we no longer dwell on the actions of how people have wronged us, For we realize that when we focus on people, we lead ourselves right back into captivity. When we look to God and lean on Him, the one who cannot fail, we stay in that place of being free. Knowing that Jesus is most powerfully the key to freedom, how do we come to this realization? It is only by the power of the Holy Spirit revealing the word. Jesus Christ as we get to know Him and His character through what He has already done and continues to do as revealed in Scripture. As I read through the Gospels, the writers have a common thread that is so beautifully knit together. As Jesus performed miracles, there was this genuine, authentic, wondrous, uncontainable love that was lavished upon the unlovable. Jesus repeatedly gave glory to the Father as he would say, I do this because I have first seen my Father in heaven do this. We also know that he had compassion and intimacy with his Father on earth As flesh. He knew who he was, yet he also knew that in order to do the great exploits that we triumphantly read about, Jesus knew he had to be dependent upon the Father. His power was manifested by his humble dependency on God's love resulting in compassion. The dependency on the Father is incredibly amazing. However, I am brought to this glorious reminder of who Jesus is revealed as truth. Paul the Apostle had such a revelation of Jesus, revealing an active, vivid picture of the armor of God. I want to bring focus onto the belt of truth. This belt girds us about. Jesus is that belt of truth that girds us about as one of the pieces of spiritual armor. As stated in Ephesians six ten through eighteen, He girds us. He holds us in who He is and what He does. The definition of gird, according to Webster's Dictionary, is to encircle or fasten with, or as if with a belt on a sword. Another definition is to invest, especially with power or authority. And the third definition is to prepare or brace. Watch, listen, see this. Jesus encircles us and fastens us with his truth, which is the word of God, which is as the sword. He invests in us with power and authority. He prepares us, embraces us with his love. He not only frees us, he also equips us in his authority on how to remain in that place by being embraced by him. Now it is our choice to stay in that powerful, loving embrace or walk away from it and go directly back into the lies of captivity. In this freedom, Christ has made us free and completely liberated us. Stand fast then and do not be hampered and held and snared and submit again to a yoke of slavery, which you have once put off. Galatians 5.1 I'll give you an example. I was meditating on an illustration that God had given to me in regards to how he is the key to freedom. His name is Jesus, who is the key. He broke me free from the bondage of my past that I constantly dwelt upon. He showed me that when I was set free, he would say with excitement, Teresa, you are free from this prison of captivity. Now come to me." In this visual, I watched myself only standing in the cell. I wouldn't come out. I thought for sure I would run out of the prison shouting and rejoicing, embracing my mighty rescuer. But to my dismay, instead I felt the indentations of the cuffs that once held me by my wrists and ankles, and it was as if I had That feeling of forgetting my jewelry, wanting to go back and put it back on. I lived a life of captivity for so long that I was unable to experience freedom, for the familiarity of captivity held me back in the demented comfort of the chains. This time, without the adversary's help, I placed those chains of the past back on myself this powerful illustration shocked me i remembered crying out to god why would i do such a thing why do i deny your power not with my words but with my actions and then that was when as though i heard the spirit of god say the israelites did the same reliving a false demented memory of the past They forgot how awful it was being in captivity. They had a false memory in the heat of the moment of how much better Egypt was than where they were. Of course, they were in the wilderness, not a place anyone wants to be. However, they weren't alone. They had almighty Jehovah parting the Red Sea so they could cross over from the land of captivity into the land of promise and freedom. Almighty God was their cloud by day and fire by night. He provided manna from heaven and when they were complaining of how tired they were of eating bread from heaven and how they wanted meat, so God in his abundant provision provided kale, but not just enough quail. There was so much quail it went for a couple of miles and stacked waste deep. There were many impossible situations. Yet the God of the impossible would make it possible. Anytime I read those historical accounts of the Israelites, I ask God with great frustration, how could they forget what you had done? Yet sadly, I was reminded that I do the same thing. When I saw the imagery of the Israelites, I shook my head in sadness for what an awful attempt to unintentionally judge God by attempting to slap God's holy face. The deliverer was being told by the ones who were delivered that he did not do a good enough job for their sakes. The astonishing part, they only knew slavery, the only life they ever knew. For more than 400 years, they were in captivity, so being free was absolutely foreign. They were free, but still had a slavery mentality. The spirit of slavery blinded them from seeing the beauty of freedom that they stood in. I no longer want to be guilty of having a slavery mentality. I no longer want to be guilty of having an oppressive mentality. To reject freedom because I have no idea what it, what it is. Most likely because I have forgotten who he is. This is such an awakening. I must know my God, the God who frees and restores back to us. What we may have never known before. A free Woman, I have heard it said, your past does not determine your future. I believe that to some degree. However, most people's past does determine their future by their wrong choices and beliefs. So in this, I choose to say, your past does not have to determine your future. We must make choices every moment of the day one of those choices revealed by these questions will i allow yesterday's failures and decisions determine today of course we want to say no but how do we live that out i believe with some of us we have to remind ourselves literally every moment of the day by speaking out loud declaring with a shout into the atmosphere over ourselves i am free because of jesus i am set free because of jesus i am disentangled from lies because jesus is truth i am relieved and cleared by jesus who is my redeeming savior we must shout and declare it with a shout of praise and a god with great fervency to the degree that slavery has tried to come after us is to the degree we must receive how we have lovingly been adopted by god And we can only do that by submitting to and trusting in God. We willingly told ourselves how we could never be free. So we now must be willing to echo what is truth. I am free because of my freedom fighter, Jesus Christ. Think about this. Unwillingly, we tend to live our lives as a lie when willingly we must live the truth with freedom, we must uphold it. We maintain that freedom by maintaining intimate time with the author of freedom. For when the will goes away to be intimate with God, then the unwillingness will sneak back in and will snatch us with its clenching jaws as we become a slave to the lies yet again. Willingness comes at a price. However, the incredible awesome outcome is freedom and truth. We must also remember that unwillingness comes at a price, for the results are lies and destruction, which does not reveal the glory of God. Which will we choose? I pray we will say yes to the King and live as our rightful place in his glorious kingdom as daughters of truth. You have lived the lie of peasantry long enough. You have a legacy to leave, and it's not your own legacy, but the legacy of Christ. Be a part of rescuing the little girl from the lies of the enemy and experience the redeeming power to change the outcome of her life by living the life of freedom. Remember, this is more than a daily walk. This is moment by moment. This is a life of choices. Those choices not only remain with you, but they will and can remain with the generations after you. If you have an unwillingness to do it for yourself, then be a visionary and do it for the generations after you that you do not hear. Realize that they are crying out for someone to make the right choices for God's glory. Walk the path of his glory. You are not a peasant. You are his daughter. You are no longer an orphan. You are his royal heiress. I plead with you. Look into the mirror and see the daughter of the king. Rise up and remember to be enthralled and in awe and wonder of God's majesty.